Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is a place where we grow together as leaders and we continue to share strategies and principles we believe will be a blessing to you and yours. I am grateful and thankful for you today. Listen, this is going to be a powerful podcast and I want you to know how much I appreciate you sharing this podcast. And if you are listening for the first time, would you do me a favor and share this podcast with as many people as you can? It is our hope to reach a million people and we are trending in that direction and I know that you can help us and I just believe that so many people are being blessed by the podcast I'm hearing it every single day it means a lot to me that you spend this time with me every single week so I thank you in advance and just know I appreciate you beyond beyond make sure you follow me also at Joseph Walker 3 Joseph Walker 3 that's my Instagram and I want you to connect with me there a lot of information we can give you and share with you I'd love to get to know who you are let me know if you're a first-timer and that you're there. And of course, if you're interested in having us to come speak or share book clubs or what have you, whatever, share workshops, et cetera, we are available to do that. JosephWalker3.org, that's the place. That's the landing space for me, and that's where I communicate, and I appreciate you so much. I cannot wait to get to this topic because so many people uh, have requested it, and it's something that I really believe can help organizations. Let me begin by saying, before I even announce the topic, uh, one of the things that's a pet peeve of mine is raggedy stuff, just trifling raggedy stuff, and you call yourself a leader. No, mm-mm, not a next level leader. Today, we're going to learn how to produce excellence. Not only us, but our team, our organizations. I want you to lock in. This is one of those podcasts you should share with your entire staff because it's important that people understand what excellence looks like. Now, I think it's important to understand you have to educate your team on your standard. I'm going to take a little time and talk about this, right? Because I think we go into this idea of excellence under the assumption that people really understand what we mean. For example, you must understand that people (laughs) respond to excellence in different ways. You would ask the person on your team, bring me a glass of water. Somebody would bring you a bottle of water. Somebody would take a bottle of water in a glass. They would just set it down. Someone else would take the bottle of water, pour it in a glass, throw the bottle away, and give you a napkin. Somebody else would give a napkin, pour the water in a glass, give you a pepin on the side, you know, and say, let me know when you're done. I mean, it's it's just the presentation. It's about how I perceive excellence. Some people's level of excellence in their mind is at one level, but they don't realize that different levels, that different things you can do to really get to the place of real excellence. And so it really means that we are often products of our own environment, what we have seen. And so therefore, sometimes what we have seen may not be what excellence is. It may be average, which is simply being on top of the bottom. So what I want you to do (laughs) is spend time educating your team on your standard. What is your standard? Sometimes that's about exposing them, showing them what you're aiming toward. That means sometimes you've got to be very intentional about hands-on, showing people this is the standard by which we want to operate. Look at this model. Look at that model. Let's create this standard. I told our team 
listen, I know God has blessed us. You know, you guys feel like, you know, man, we're like this 600 series Mercedes and everybody looking at us like you guys are like doing great things. I'm like, man, I want to be a Rolls Royce. (laughs) You know, I want to push me. I want to go to greater heights. And so it's all about showing people what that looks like, showing them what time management looks like, showing them when we do something in marketing, what it looks like, what it should look like when we do a video what level of excellence are we putting out there? You know, and the Bible says in Isaiah, learn to do well, which means you've got to learn it, man. You've got to, Isaiah 1, you've got to learn to do well. And I think that's the key, right? People don't intuitively understand what excellence is until they are taught what excellence is. So your standard, spend time with your team. Trust me, this will pay huge dividends and show them what you mean when you talk about excellence. Here's the second thing I want you to really uh, take a deep dive on. Don't compromise your standard. Once you explain what the standard is, please don't compromise it. Sometimes we compromise our standards because we're trying to accommodate people or simulate people into situations based on their limited capacity and say, well, they can't come up to that level, so we'll just accept them where they are. No, this is why organizations fail. There is a standard. That's the reason why there are only a few people Out of all the basketball players in the world, there's only a few handful of folks in the NBA, a handful of spots in the NFL, because they become the standard and they do not lower their standard just because you're a great person, just because you come from a great family. No, you got to produce. You got to be one of the best. And so I just believe that when you have a business or organization or church, stop compromising your standard. Never ever compromise on what you are expecting because the moment you do it in one area, you're going to have to do it in every other area. So what I just want to encourage you to do, man, keep your standards high. Keep your standards high. You know what you need. They may call you, oh, you're just so hard as a boss and you know you're just pushing us so hard. But listen, this is the standard of excellence. One of the things I remember so well, man, Dr. Isaac Gregg, the late Dr. Isaac Gregg, the Southern University Marching Band, we used to march up and down the field Start at seven and we'll be out at band practice 10 30, 10 45 at night. We've gone through the show probably a good five or six times. Everybody's exhausted. We're like, whoo, we're clapping. Yeah, we got it. We're ready for tomorrow, you know, for Saturday's game. And Doc would look at us and everybody's hands on their knees. We're ready. And he'd say, roll it back, <laughs> meaning one more time, because he wanted a level of excellence. It was a standard and he was not going to compromise just because we thought we had done our best. He knew that was another level that was possible. So I just want you to understand that, man. You can't compromise your standard. The third thing I want you to do, and listen carefully, you've got to be willing to wait. Be willing to wait. Be willing to wait. I'm going to say it slow for the people in the back. You've got to be willing to wait before it comes out wrong. Sometimes we can <laughs> we can do a thing so in a hurry and the thing doesn't come out the way we want it to. We're like, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. What happened is that you got ahead. You were so anxious to get something out, it came out the wrong way. You've got to learn excellence happens in the oven, in the crock pot. It doesn't come out the microwave. Oh, Excellence is not fast. Excellence is slow, intentional. 
we have to get to a place, and I'll talk about this in another podcast, but we have to resist the cult of speed. Everything around us happens so fast on the you know, social media. and We don't have to watch the news. I don't have to wait on the news because I can just open up my phone and get the news. Everything is moving at a fast pace and rapid pace, and we want everything that way. And when someone tells us to slow down and take our time and let's, you know, we have our, in our mind as a leader, I want this to come out in, you know, and I want this to come out right now in September. And your team says, can we get it out in, in November? And you're like, you know, what's wrong? Why can't we produce it? But, but they want to produce it with excellence. So I've learned that's really a, a way to compromise in that area to say, I want, I'd rather have excellence, you know, 30 days later than have it wrong <laughs> on time. Does that make sense? So you control that, your deliverables and et cetera, but make certain that whatever you produce it has come through processes. You've had several different eyes on it. You have done the research. You have taken your time and you are making sure this is coming. This is going to come out with so much excellence, man. You look at things that we admire today and you think they just popped up overnight. They've been working on these things for years in somewhere in some garage, somewhere in some closet. You just never know. And it just takes a while before excellence comes to fruition. Here's the next thing. Value. Quality control. <laughs> How do I say that <laughs> even more clear? Value, quality control. The things that you're doing have processes around that you can really maintain quality control. Sometimes we're so in a hurry to produce volume or quantity that we're not focused on quality. And the quality is making certain that there are procedures and things around what I'm producing to assure a level of excellence. I never allow a thing to go out representing me or our church that doesn't have several sets of eyes on it. People have several different eyes and perspectives, and therefore everyone is speaking to it. So by the time it goes out, it's been looked at and critically examined. And I mean, it's been to the ringer, but that is what it's all about. So you've got to value quality control. You've got to have systems around you that, you know, you say, hey, let's develop a system where we can make sure that we are maintaining a level of control and quality around what we are producing or else we'll just be out here replicating things that may not necessarily be excellent, right? So we want to make certain that we do that and we have to have the right people that can have the perfect eye to look at things before they go out on our behalf or before we even do them. That's incredibly important. Here's the other thing. You have to embrace innovation and technology. What more can I say here? Leaders who lead, right? There are people, man, that are excited about technology. They get it. They want to be innovative. They're out here like, look, you know what? If I'm going to produce excellence, I've got to get to a point where I know how to use technology. I know how to do things quicker. You know, I became presiding bishop in the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to serve this worldwide organization as the leader and, and Bishop Paul Morton, who served his generation with such extraordinary excellence. Uh, we would meet with the region. We had regional calls every month. And in doing his era, he had to do what he had to do. It was cutting edge, but he was on the phone for one hour, eight times, um, and nine times, actually. Bishop's Council called for one hour, and then eight individual calls for one hour with every region. He did that for years, and it would take up two days to do it. And when I became presiding bishop, innovation and technology had advanced where I was basically able to shift that model of being on eight one-hour calls plus another call with our bishop's council to 
creating a system whereby I could speak to the bishop's council and then speak to all eight regions at one time through technology on Zoom, as you can imagine, and then send them all into their own uh, regional calls uh, in those rooms, right, that, that, that Zoom has. Now, that's because technology was made available to me. Now, I could have replicated that model, one hour calls, eight times a day. I could have done that. But I just think it's important, right, you have to produce excellence in your own generation. So what worked in one generation was excellent, but now what must work in this generation must also represent another level of excellence by using innovation and technology. Same is true in our ministry. Same thing. You know, the fact that I'm using social media, I'm using uh, technology to re-engage in people and, and to communicate, you know, this is what's important. As a leader of excellence, you've got to maximize. This technology can help save your life. It can save years off of your life. You're not having to travel as much. You can do a lot of meetings through Zoom. You can talk to your constituents through Zoom. That's what I've been able to do. Have, you know, Instagram lives and things of that nature. So you have to embrace it. Don't be afraid of it. I know some of you are probably so afraid. I don't do social media, et cetera. But let me tell you something. If used correctly, it can be one of the most amazing tools in helping to grow and expand your organization, but also to help to expand you. Here's the next thing. You have to require a strong work ethic. I got my work ethic from my dad, man. My dad never saw a day in my life I didn't see my dad go to work. My dad was a window cleaner. He uh, owned a janitorial company, cleaned houses and buildings, washed windows, I mean, you name it. And I used to go to work with my dad and watch my dad. And my dad was building a work ethic in us. And he would tell us, you know, if you don't, if you want to go back to school and get your lesson, because if you mess up in school, you're going to come back and work with me. And I was like, whoa, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> so I was getting my lesson in school, pushing through. But it was those summers that I truly didn't appreciate it then, but oh, how I appreciate it now you know, working those long hours and seeing my dad work and go from one job to the next exhausted, but he had a work ethic. He was trying to get things done. I think about my work ethic and I think about how important it is not to be a lazy leader. Let me say it again. You can't be a lazy leader and then produce excellence. So you've got to learn how to really have a strong work ethic and you got to develop that. That comes to discipline. It comes to taking care of yourself. It comes to focus. Sometimes we, we're so distracted, it messes up our work ethic or sometimes we, we don't realize how to maximize our day and what have you. And so what I try to do is I try to blend certain things together. For example, I may be on the treadmill and I may be doing something, you know, while I'm on the treadmill that's work-related or I, mean, I can blend different events together and get things done. So I don't like a lot of empty time in my day unless I'm just resting or recuperating or watching my favorite show. But for the most part, I'm trying to make sure that I maintain my work ethic because excellence is produced out of a very strong work ethic. If you're lazy, don't have a work ethic, don't want to come to work, don't want to put in, you're not gonna, it's never gonna happen with you. So I just want to encourage you right now to make sure that you really work on your work ethic, that you get out the bed right now and go after your dream, right? Let's review, y'all. Y'all know I love to review. Talking about, you know, really producing excellence. And the first thing that we talked about is making sure to educate your team on your standard. Everybody doesn't understand excellence. One, they certainly don't understand your standard of what that may look like. You have every right to be honest and transparent about what does that look like for you and to give your organization an opportunity to meet that. It's important, right, that, that the standard is met. Here's the second thing. Don't compromise your standard. No matter who you are, no matter how cool we are, I don't care if we're related. I'm not going to dummy down my standards. I'm not going to apologize for my standards. 
I'm going to maintain that because as a leader, you have a right to do that. You've got to push the needle. You've got to set the standard, be the culture bearer and say, look, this is who we are. This is how we operate. And consequently, you create that environment where the standard is what it is. It is what it is. No excuses. Produce without excuse. Ultimately, that's when you begin to see just incredible results in what you do. The third thing we talked about is, you know, willing to, to wait before it comes out wrong. Taking your time and being patient and making certain you're talking uh, to the right people and making sure you're getting the proper intel before you just get out here anxiously trying to beat somebody else out or trying to do this and do that. Just hold that thing in and just be patient and watch what God will do. So I think it's so important, man, that we understand that because it's a big deal. A lot of people get ahead of God's plan for their lives. And I just think it's important that you wait, trust him for the time uh, that's appropriate. Here's the next thing. Value quality control. Make certain you have systems in place that can help you manage each aspect of what you're doing so that when excellence is coming forward, you have a sense of where people are in the process. Here's the next thing is embracing innovation and technology. Hey, need I say more? You're listening to this podcast. Many of you have iPads and iPhones and, you know, your calendars in your phone. You know how to schedule. You know how to do things, do that space. I think it's just important that you never lose sight of the importance of uh, innovation and technology. And then, of course, uh, really requiring a strong work ethic. This is important, making certain that you get up and that you truly, truly prevent anything from hindering, you know, what God has done in your life. And so I just think it's important. So get that work ethic together, ladies and gentlemen. Get up. Let's go. Push. You got too much to do to be lounging around. You've got a way in which you can make things happen. The final thing is <laughs> keep raising the bar. I mean, we, God takes us from glory to glory. So you got to get to a point where you're like, you know, I know we accomplished last year, team. I know what we did in our giving last year. I do this in my tithe and my offering. I know what I did last year. I want to go higher this year because I'm always expecting God to do more. So I've got to do more. And that's why it's so important. Make certain that you're constantly going higher and higher and higher. Raise the bar. Keep putting a demand on your organization to go higher and higher. Never get to a point where you're stagnant. That's what excellence looks like. Let me tell you what it sounds like when people see excellence. Every time I turn around, they're always doing something. Exactly. Always doing something. Always reaching higher heights. Always bringing in new innovative ways of meeting needs. That's what a next level leader looks like. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to encourage you to produce excellence. Next level leaders, when I see you, if I come to your business or your church or we met, I mentor you, Hey, I'm going to call out those things that are not excellent. I want you to put excellence around you because that's who you are. You are a next level leader. Thank you so much. I mean, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow me at Joseph Walker, the number three. Let me know you were blessed. It would mean everything to me to hear from you. And also follow me and share this podcast with as many people as you can. Let them know, hey, this is where I grow this is the podcast that blesses my life. I want you to do that and watch what God would do. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of you so much. And I look forward to hearing from you. If this was your first time, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram and say, hey, I was listening and thank you, etc. Let's communicate. Let me know where you're from. I pray God's blessings be upon you and yours. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, you be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me 
on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. I look forward to connecting.